Team Vortex Podcast, assemble! Welcome to the Team Vortex Podcast, recorded on June 8th, 2021, Mass Effect Part 2. Yay! Oh, well, I forgot to unmute everybody. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, crap. I forgot to turn that back up. Uh, oh, no. It's on. So this is going to be a lot. Okay. Hi, Kat. Hi, Alex. I like the waveform of that. It looks neat. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So, uh. How are you, Kat? How are you, Alex? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Oh, let's do introductions. Let's let's yeah. knock this out first. That way I don't forget about it. And have to go and edit it and put it in. Because we forgot it last time. Yeah, I know. That was <laughs> we funny. forget it like 90% of the time. Yeah, we do. <clears throat> uh, Welcome to the Team Vortex podcast where we don't remember to do anything. Uh, intro. Uh, I'm Eric Equalizer13 on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, I'm not even going to go through that because I've already been through it so many times. Who's next? And I'm the Kong Cat on Twitch and Catherine on Facebook. Catherine Cap, you said on Facebook. You don't have a Twitter? Ah, uh, sorry, I turned away from my mic to say that. And I'm not giving my. Hey guys, it's Alex Fatherly. Uh, Fatherly streams on Twitch. Alex Fatherly on Facebook and Fatherly streams on Facebook, Facebook as well and Twitter. Yay! Yay! And you're streaming again. I am streaming again. I'll be streaming soon. Okay. <laughs> I will be streaming like soon, like in the next week. Oh, I thought I was gonna say like right now. Like, no, are you gonna stream in the next recording? week. Yeah, I'm gonna go do that while y'all do this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm back. So, so last go around or last uh, podcast, this um, we have been kind of on a uh, hiatus recording wise Yay. because of um, friends leaving uh, the state. So um, in medical issues. Hello, Haley. <laughs> hi, Haley. Hi, Haley. I never met you, but hi. I've heard a lot about you. Yes. Soap is awesome. <laughs> oh, d- yeah, you did. Never mind. <laughs> I was yeah, say, you got I one used it yesterday. She she made us a special soap, and uh, I have not used it yet. That's because I've got, like, several other stacks of soap to use first. She already got me addicted to Buff City Soap. Yay! Yay! I've been using a soap that has coffee in it. Cool. Really? Yeah. I need to go. I need to actually go to Buff City. I've been living vicariously through the birthday presents that Eric gave me. Yeah. No. It's yeah. uh. Yeah. To anyone who is interested, they do have a website and they do ship. I suppose everywhere. So buffcitysoap.com. I mean, their stores are everywhere. Well, they also have a website if you don't. Yeah. Look. If you're in, just happen to be in an area where they don't have the. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was still recording. Barely. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> let me just move this closer, anyways. Um. So yeah, if you're in an area that doesn't have a Buff City Soap, they have a website, buffcitysoap.com, or just search it in Google, Buff City Soap. Yeah. Buy their stuff. 
because it smells nice. They even have like laundry detergent, which I'm used a sample of yesterday, and it's one that's not particularly heavily scented. Yeah. So it was like super faint, and I also made. Yeah, like, I want to look into their laundry detergent. Laundry detergents, hand soaps, bath bombs. Bath bombs are awesome. Yep. Shower gel Shou- or no shower oil. Shower oils, beard, beard oils. Can someone tell me what? No, uh, beard balm. Beard balm. Beard balm. Yeah. What is um, shower oil? Can someone explain that to me? Because okay, not... so shower oil is normally something that you put on a little bit, like right before you get out of the shower, so it holds the moisture in your skin and doesn't dry you out. Oh, okay. So it's like an after shower. So, anyways, cool. me and Alex did the last episode. Granted, because mm-hmm. uh, Cat uh, was out sick. Well, Cat was out sick. Um, we were going to record. Not Not last week, but the week before that. And that was when I got rear-ended, which, yeah. And Kat was out sick still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, you were were on vacation, weren't you? No, I was out sick. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. I didn't go on vacation until last Friday, until Memorial Day Thursday. So last episode, I touched on the book Mass Effect Revelation and one of the comic books. Ascension? No, Ascension was the second book. Oh. That, one, that one deals with in between game one and two. So, um, now we completely forget. Actually, we don't completely forget about Anderson, David Anderson, the main character of the book. Uh, now we focus on the man, the myth, the legend, Commander Shepard. Exactly. John Shepard or Jane Shepard, whichever Jane, one. John or Jane. Whichever one you have, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to name the first name, but they usually go by Shepard because they are military. Yep. Um, and they are a uh, N7 operative, which N7 is like the Space Green Berets. So let's let's keep that in mind. Colonial Marines and aliens for any of us that are not. They're special. They're like. They're special. They're, they're special ops, basically. Yeah. Um. I forget what. So in they, other words, they're the alien version of Jarheads? No. said Marines. Well, I mean, the, they're technically uh, an Alliance Marine. Okay. Yeah. But N7 is like Green Berets for the Army. Yeah. Okay. Is, so those, like, is Army, only the Green, Army have Green Beret? Yeah, Green Berets is Army. Mm. Navy Seals is Navy. And I can't remember what it is. You have Coast Guard. Air Force and Coast Guard? Um, I don't know. Either way, a special forces type of group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. um, Marines. And so... Uh, Sorry, I was thinking of branches of the military now for some weird reason. I was like... uh, (laughs) So, as of the last podcast, I had not played any Mass Effect games, but as of this podcast, I am slowly going through the first game. I have already beat the first game, and I'm going through the second one. Yeah. And I'm already loving what I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Uh, just, just imagine that, but the controls are a lot worse. <laughs> the first one was bad. Really? Yeah. Like you, you get to control with the Mako, where it at least controls decently well, which is the tank. Which you, I don't know how far you've gotten, but you'll get to a tank level where uh, mm. you'll get to pilot the Mako. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Oh, it's it's fun now, but oh, it yeah, was yeah. like it used to go. Yeah, it used to be f- filled with helium. Yeah, because it, it used to like you'd go up a mountain and it's like it's not like you'd feel resistance. It's just like going right. and then turn over. Yeah. It, for some reason, it had like a weirdly high like um, center of gravity. Yeah, 
I don't even understand why. But now they've, they've retooled that in uh, Legendary Edition and uh, tuned up the graphics so it looks nice and nice and clean. And uh, they've even like redone the lighting and stuff. So it looks, yeah. looks great. And uh, I'm playing it on Xbox Series X. I believe you're playing it on PC, Eric? Yep. Okay, cool. Anyways, so we start our story and you have... Um, there has been a item discovered or an artifact discovered on Eden Prime. Eden Prime is a planet that has a human colony. The human colony is the one who has discovered the artifact, and it is supposedly dates back to the age of the Protheans. I've explained some of this. The Protheans are kind of like a mystery in in the first game. You don't find out much about them until more about the second and the third, kind of. Mm. It's hard to explain. Anyways, I'm going to try to try to book through this as much as possible. I've got a lot of notes, but anyways, um, actually let me set up real fast and let me, let me set us up some characters real quick. So Commander Shepard, Commander Shepard is main character and is about, uh, in the time of Mass Effect one is about 28 to 29 years old. Uh, Liara, Liara Tassoni is a Asari blue alien chick that their whole species is all female. And she is about 106 years old. They live to about a thousand, give or take. Uh, Rex Krogan, giant stompy lizard thing that likes to headbutt people. Hmm. That's their entire species. They excel very well at war, and most most of the time infantry. Um, and he is in between seven hundred years old and a thousand years old. Their lifespan varies greatly because they usually die in battle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ashley Williams, who is another human, she is uh, mid twenties. She's a soldier. That's about the size of it. Caden uh, Alenko, who is a biotic, a human biotic. Uh, biotics is space magic. Let's look at it. Look at it that way. <laughs> um, and he is either in his late twenties or early thirties. I on this I said they're in his early thirties, but I think he's probably late twenties, early thirties. Basically around the same age as Shepard. Tali. Tali Zora Naraya in in Mass Effect 1. That changes because Naraya or Raya is the name of a ship. Raya is the name of a ship. Nar means from. From the Raya. From the ship. Yes. And her, her actual name is Tali. Or Tali Zora. Zora is her last name. Tali is her first name. Her dad's name is Rail Zora. And uh, that's that's their like child name. So, explaining this, I have to go into a little bit of detail, because they are in completely, like, they're space gypsies, kind of, is the best way I know how to put it. They got kicked off their homeworld because they created a race of sentient machines, and basically were forced to flee their planet and live on spaceships, and now they have, live on a thing called the Migrant Fleet. That's why spaceships are very important to them, and living amongst different ships keeps them from interbreeding too much. So, um, basically... As you become of age, you get to go on the pilgrimage and that you go and do something out in somewhere. And then you uh, basically you come back or come and bring something back to the migrant fleet, whether that be like technology, a ship, something, something impressive that will make a ship want to take you in. And your ship now becomes your boss name. That is where you are now like that's your you're now a crew of that's what boss so by the end of it she ends up 
as Talizora Bas Normandy Naraya. Hmm. So she is Talizora, crew of the Normandy SR2 uh, from the Raya. So complicated, yes, I know, but you kind of have to. That that comes up a lot in um, Ascension. The book Ascension. Garrus, Garrus Vicarian. He is one of the Turians. Uh, they're aliens that look kind of like bugs. Also kind of look like birds. Or they're described a lot as birds in the books and stuff. But I'm not sure why. Yeah. And that is the crew of the first game. And then you also have Joker voiced by... Uh, what's his name? Seth Green? Seth Green. Yeah. One of the best parts of that game is because he's kind of a, a, a familiar voice in a very strange universe. Yeah. At least for me, because I was like, I'm used to like listening or him being in movies. Sorry. Question is: Is Ashley voiced by uh, Mila Kunis? Because okay. this sounds a whole lot like Mila Kunis. Is voice is Kimberly Brooks? Okay. Eh. I thought it, yeah, it sounded a little like Mila Kunis, but I know Garrus Vicarian is actually from Arkansas. I think. Really? Uh, guy, let me see. Garrus Vicarian. That one didn't even have a. Uh, Who's the voice of Eric Garris? Brandon Keener. Huh. Okay. And he is from Erkenshire, I believe. Er Star sign. Oh, no wonder. It's <laughs> Star City? It's uh, it, uh, IMDB. I was actually looking for Wikipedia. Oh. Uh, yeah. Born in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Oh, Fort Smith. Okay. Okay, anyways. Um, enough with the nonsense. Let's get down to the bit, down to business because we're already... Jesus Christ, I almost threw my phone. Oh, God, we're almost 20 minutes in and I'm already I'm not even touching anything. Come on. Ah! Right. <laughs> Let's pick it up. Pick up the pace. Hold on. Let me mute my phone. Okay. I'm going to have to overhaul on editing. Um, <clears throat> okay, anyways, you're on Eden Prime. Uh, basically, what you have to do, there is a another Turian because uh, this... They comes to find out that... Uh, what is his name? Soren. Saren. Saren. Thank you. <laughs> you helped it. I was like, sir, sir. I was like, ah. Yeah, Saren. Gave me a hint, and for some reason, my brain just went, ah. Now I know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, Saren is already on the planet on his flagship known as Sovereign. 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 It's spelled weird. Yeah. I don't know why. All the all the ships are like spelled weird for some weird reason. All the ship names. Anyways, um, Sovereign, if you remember correctly, is a Reaper. Reaper, right. Cat, do you know what a Reaper is? No, you don't. <laughs> it's no. The, it's a no, you don't unless you listen to the last episode. It's a sentient ship. I've started sentient... the last episode, but I fell asleep earlier. It's, so. Thanks. We're that entertaining. <laughs> I took a pain pill before coming, okay? It's, it's like a chuckle. It's a sentient starship. Sentient starship that looks like a chucklefish. Okay. Cuttlefish. Cuttlefish. Cuddle. I was like, what the heck is a chucklefish? Yeah, I was like, I know what a cuttlefish is. I don't know what a yeah. chucklefish is. It's a, anyway. They actually look kind of bug-like, but anyways. Um, <clears throat> all right. So um, we've already been through the mass relay stuff. I made note of that for some weird reason. Oh, no, that's why, because I didn't plan on doing the first episode the way it was. Anyways. Um... <laughs> I'm going to skip past all that <laughs> and just go, I'm winging it. Go. Um, Wing it. So you get to Eden Prime and you find out that the artifact is actually a beacon. It's a distress beacon sent from, or that is from the Protheans. Um, along the, the way through uh, Eden Prime, which, by the way, is a human colony. I know I said that already. Uh, did I? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Human colony and... Uh, 
all the all the people that lived in this, um, I'm because I think it was a scientific outpost. Um, ended up getting turned into what are called husks. Husks are they're these things that it's Reaper technology that are giant spikes that mechanize or turn they're made to turn organic creatures into machines mm-hmm. and basically yeah. husks are humans that have been turned into machines um so that's what they've basically turned all the inhabitants of eden prime into uh husks granted there are also a couple of geth which geth are sentient machines that have a flashlight for a f- eye yeah uh, so the geth yeah um i don't know what to say about the geth uh, oh, that's the the species, the um, uh, Quarians. Tali, Tali is Quarian. Sorry, I I didn't say that earlier, but um, the the Quarians created the Geth, and the Geth exist in other planets other than Ranok, which Ranok is the Quarian homeworld. Mm-hmm. So, um, Saren basically Reapers, since they're so vastly superior technology-wise to the Geth, because the Geth are actually fairly primitive, and the only reason they gain sentience is through some weird VI loopholes that they try. They they explain it that it happened, but it was very much happenstance how they became sentient. Mm-hmm. So, um, they they gain sentience, and uh, because the Reapers are basically made to be sentient. Uh, they took over a bunch of the Geth and controlled a bunch of the Geth. So that's why the Geth are kind of their foot soldiers. Right. Which you find out in the first game. Hmm. Um, okay, so you get to the the beacon. Uh, it is a distress beacon for the Protheans. You get the message or distress message that you cannot quite decipher because if you've played the game, you get this weird flash of chaos happening that you really don't know what it means. And you tell people about it. I don't know what this means. And all throughout, like, the first mission, which, by the way, Mass Effect has a long, like, startup. It's kind of dull to start out with, but um, it is a distress call or distress beacon from the Prothean saying to whoever is basically the next to uh, colonize the Milky Way, help, be wary of these things, they're dangerous. So, um, so on and so forth. You go, the beacon breaks after it. Uh, gives Shepard the mess or gives Shepard the last message breaks. Now they're like, well, it's not recoverable. Crap. What do we do? So basically the mission is deemed a failure and you have to go before the council and make your case that Saren's doing something he shouldn't be. Which you do see in the game that he, he, he murders like an ambassador. Oh no. He murders one of the other uh, specters. Spectres yeah. are specters are um, the right hand of the Citadel Council. Yeah, he murders one, and he he also yeah. is himself a specter. But he yeah. basically he's he murders his own friend because uh, I don't even know why. What what the reason for it? Because I, I guess it's just because like he's he was a hindrance. It's like you discovered that I'm here. I'm not technically supposed to be here. So bang. <laughs> And I bet what he was trying to do is probably blame it on Shepard and be like, Shepard did it. Mm-hmm. Instead, um, Shepard found some pertinent information. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, they go, and so they take it to the Citadel. The Citadel Council. Council, and they basically go, well, we can't do anything about it. Saren's our best friend. Basically is how it winds up. Is they, yeah. they basically refuse to take any sort of action without, like... Because there's technically... No, no, like, there's no evidence. There's no, like, 
definitive evidence that says he has been doing stuff that he's not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you go through and do 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 throughout the game. How does that go? Shut up. <laughs> That's how it goes. Shut up. Hey, I have to make some comment. Yeah, I know. If you have any questions, feel free to raise them whenever. Um, Alex is actually kind of helping me scoot along to. No, you're my, good. I keep my brain. Moving. I mean, I've been that's I've been doing some looking up on Facebook. I mean, not on Facebook, but on. Thanks. <laughs> you proved that you're not paying attention to us. I am paying attention to you. Facebook just popped up. Okay, it. That's what I hate about the first game is it's so slow. Yeah. The second game it gets a lot more interesting. Um. Anyways. Citadel Council, you go to Cora's Den, which Cora's Den is a bar in the wards. With mm-hmm. the wards, all right, I have to kind of explain, because you, you've seen the pictures of the Citadel, right? Yes. How it's a big ring in the center, and yep. it's got, like, petals that shoot off from that. Mm-hmm. The petals are the wards, and okay. the ring in the center is the Presidium. Right. That big circle. Um, and then the big spire thingy is the... Um, I forgot. Anyways, I'll come back to it. I think that's the council seat, but I forget what it, exactly what it's called. Anyways, um, so the wards are fun and stuff. Uh, no, it's the... They're fun? <laughs> quit looking at me like that. <laughs> Alex is giving me this look. Alex says, uh, what's your definition of fun and stuff? Well, it's... Because it doesn't... His face doesn't say that it's fun. It says you're lying to people to get them to play. <laughs> Hush. Exactly. So, I'm going to edit you out. <laughs> Cora's Cora's Den is a bar in the wards that um, is a was a regular uh, spot visited by Anderson. Um, come to find out, it's owned by a guy named Fist, mm-hmm. a human named Fist. Um, so what happens is Fist makes a deal with Tali. Tali is at this point is basically just on her pilgrimage. She is a young Corian, probably in her early twenties. Basically, she's just an adult, or just she's would be a baby. Not quite. She would just be considered an adult, which is kind of funny because you can later on in the game romance her, and she technically it would be like a thirty-year-old dating like a twenty-year-old, which so is not. She, that so basically, you'd be the sugar daddy, and she'd be the not quite. <laughs> um. Anyways, <laughs> just just imagine that. I was like, ah, crap. Anyways, <laughs> um. So. Uh, Fist, you fight. Oh, no, Fist was made a, or talked with Tali first and got her to get in touch with uh, a information broker that has ties to the Shadow Broker. The Shadow Broker is basically the the biggest, baddest information dealer, which, by the way, information is very costly in Mass Effect. Yep. It is very, very important. If you need to hunt someone down because of, like, the, the universe is vast... Um, the way the internet, inter, or extranet, which it's technically called in uh, Mass Effect, is the way it's filtered and, and dabbled through and stuff like that is very, very complicated and kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like so much of it is given to military and blah, 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 and it's it goes like... Because it's, it's an internet that connects all the worlds of the... Uh, all the worlds of the Milky Way together. Mm. So that's why it's it's very complicated to have to explain and make rules for or for for someone to have to explain, but basically um, because everything has to go through planet or different planets, it's technically nothing is completely secure, and that's what information brokers do is they find information in stuff that normally is considered or is encoded, and it's like obviously it's like we've got ways around that. So information brokers are they deal in, in information. So whatever information you may want, they might have. And there's a business in it. So 
Um, basically, the Shadow Broker knows everything. They have contacts with... It's like every information broker bows to the Shadow Broker because the Shadow Broker is basically like the big boss. Hmm. Um, anyways. And not much is known about him. No one knows who he is. No one knows what race he is. No one knows where it's at. He, she, it. By the way, you fight the Shadow Broker in the end of the second game on one of the DLCs in the original game. Mm. That's also one of the ones that got ported into uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, so you can play through it. It's fun. Because <laughs> it's like this whole, like, it's it's super action movie-esque. Anyway, yeah. uh, sidetracked. Sidetracked. Um, uh... So basically, she she gets in touch with somebody who is supposed to be a envoy, not envoy. Uh, yeah, oh, we're use that word, envoy for the uh, or an envoy for the um, shadow broker. Hmm. So I need something to fidget with because <laughs> my hand. So, come on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways. So um, to have my fidget. Basically, these people were uh, because Saren paid off some of the. The bro or some of the information brokers on the Citadel, um, they were waiting for her, and she had some information that she wanted to give. I forget who she wanted to get in touch with, so she could give this the information about Saren to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to find out that she, they, the people were basically hired hitmen and were going to kill her. Yeah. Uh, what happens? Shepard saves the day. You actually you're given like a certain amount of time limit to find her, and you find her, and then you save her, and then she basically. Uh, the human ambassador for, uh, yeah, the human ambassador, or alliance ambassador, I should say, um, sets up an appointment and gets another uh, visit, or yeah, another visit with the uh, Citadel Council, and they present with or present them with information that was confiscated from Geth. So, number one, it came from a Geth, which. Uh, no one is supposed to have contact with the Geth because they're uh, an AI at this point. Right. Um, on top of that, there was some pretty damning evidence that it's like, oh, he's uh, plotting to do all this stuff for, I forget what exactly what it was, but basically it proves that he he did in fact kill uh, Victus, mm-hmm. which was the other Turian Spectre. Um, and you were basically given at that point it's like you're given specter status so you are now like um what is what is a double o agent you're a double o agent oh okay so you have the the ability to do and accomplish whatever as long as it's in the or as long as it's for the greater good of the milky way okay so so you go oh, and wait, wait, wait. cat's no, got a question i just bring forward in i was uh, just to ask a question about like so you said um you can do anything as long as it's protecting the Milky Way. As long as it's in the greater good of the Milky Way is so you can commit murder. Technically, it's it's full stop right there. But if like, say you go and do what Saren did and go and outright murder another specter for the purpose without having a good reason, mm-hmm. then no one's really going to question. Like, if you killed some, like, random person, it's like, most likely that's not going to come back to the Citadel Council, and they're going to be like, meh. Meh. They're, they're kind of immune. They have, like, diplomatic yeah. immunity. They they can't be pursued unless, like, it is proven that they are corrupt. That's yeah. why that's why they the Citadel Council defended Saren so much, is because they he, he was basically served them for, like, such a long time that they were like, well, we really have no proof that he did anything wrong. And honestly, 
okay, the, the, the information they brought forth was kind of like, it was pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. So, but when they brought the second one around, it's like, okay, this is pretty damning evidence. Oh, also, it reveals that uh, the the evidence also reveals that Matriarch Benezia, which is a powerful Asari matron, is also helping uh, Saren. And she has quite a bit of followers. And that's why it's like, it's concerning. Because mm-hmm. Asari are very powerful biotics. All Asari are powerful biotics. Which, biotics, space magic. So, mm-hmm. The, oh, yeah, you pick up Garrus and uh, Rex. Garrus, Rex, and Tali all join the party at that point. So you have now Commander Shepard, Caden uh, Malenko, Ashley Williams, Garrus Vicarian, Erdnot Rex, and Tali Zora. So I'm not going to go through all her names. Anyways, um, so you go to what is the name of that stupid planet? I wrote it down. I was trying to look it up. Must got all these names. I must have skipped over that part. Anyways, you go to a planet to uh, recruit another person, basically Matriarch Benezia's daughter. Her name is Liara Tassoni. Um, She is an Asari. Uh, What's the? What is it called? What's the dinosaur bone digging person job thing? What is that called? I haven't gotten that far. Uh, no, I mean it's it's a job. Uh, what oh, uh, archaeologist. Yeah, she's an archaeologist. It's over hundred. Thank you. <laughs> I sound like an idiot when this comes out because I'm like, what's that word called no, again? Says, or archaeologist. She's she's a Nasari archaeologist. It says there's over a hundred planets in Mass Effects alone in the game. Oh yeah, there absolutely is. Granted, not all of them you can do anything on. A lot of them is just words. It's just words on a, a thing. Anyways, um, so you go and recruit her, fight along some stuff in uh, along the ways, dig her out of some Prothean ruins, save the day, blah, blah, blah. Um, she joins the party, and one of the things Asaris can do is they have a thing called mind melding, and they can connect to other sentient races of the Milky Way galaxy. So it sounds weird, but she basically can view in your mind the distress message and see if she can decipher or help you decipher what what it is i think you can go about doing that in a friendly way like you can say okay yeah help me try to decipher this or you can go about it like the renegade way which is more of a man i don't want you to my brain mm-hmm. anyways um so uh let me think you go to another human colony um i think it's the ran by the Exogeny Corporation in researching a plant. A plant organism that is strangely able to control people's minds. And if this sounds familiar, we touched on some of the stuff with the Reapers. Um, So, you go through a whole bunch of stuff. There's Geth there, so it is obvious that Saren wants information on this thing as well. So... Um, you go through all this other stuff, nonsense, that you basically try to thin out some of the geth that are coming in because you deployed a whole bunch of to, to help out and or help destroy the human or exterminate the humans that are there. But once you get the geth out, then the hum- or then the humans turn on you. The the big plant thing, it's called a Thorian. Mm-hmm. And come to find out that thing is like, no, I don't want them to discover me because they're going to try to take me out or try to kill me or blah, blah, blah. And come to find out you got to kill it. Cut to kill it, and it has um, one of the things it can. It is also capable of doing is cloning a particular individual, hmm. and it can also make uh, what are called Thorian husks, which are plant versions of people. 
It can infest people to the point where they become like giant plant things. It's basically like the same thing that husks are. It makes plant husks instead of robot husks. <laughs> so you go in and you have to kill this Asari over and over and over and over again. Come to find out it's in like a cocoon inside of it. And it's basically just spitting them out. Hmm. It's capable of cloning an individual, at least one individual. I don't know if it can create multiple. It never touches on, or it probably touches on that. I just don't remember. Yeah. But this thing is capable of cloning, mind controlling people, and doing other things. Um, basically, you free the Asari that is in in cocoon or cocooned in it, or yeah. And she tells you that she used to work for uh, Matriarch Benezia and Saren. And that, I forget she exposes you. Oh, she gives you a message because Saren found another uh, beacon that was he destroyed, I think, before. Hmm. And she basically mind melds with you and lets you see the uh, see the message from the beacon. And it's basically another distress call or distress thing um, that shows you even more like just nonsense happening. Hmm. Um, I'll get to the end or towards the end. We'll get to that because this this game honestly isn't that long. There's just a lot of side quests. Yeah. Um, Next is Novaria. This one's actually kind of fun. I actually really like this area because it's all snowy and stuff. Um, you land and you are immediately met with resistance. They start to immediately like blockade you, and it's like you can't come in come into uh, Novaria with weapons and all this other stuff. And it's like uh, I'm a specter. I can do what I want. And they basically have to go check his specter status. Oh, he is a spec. Oh shit. Um, yeah, you can keep your weapons. Fine. And they they get like genuinely like mad at you because you're a specter. It's like which when like that's that's the oddball thing is it's like most people whenever they find out you're a specter, they're like oh oh god we have a specter this is like a huge honor and all this stuff and they they just kind of give you this oh oh crap we can't boss him around. Um, basically you have to get. I'm going to skip past all the nonsense that happens there because there's a whole, like, mini quest chain you have to do there before you go on to the... or before you can get to Peak 15. Yeah. You need to get a garage pass to take the Mako to Peak 15. I'm going to fast forward to that part where you go to Peak 15. Peak 15 is a laboratory where there are humans haul up in there and they don't know why. Come to find out, they're Rachni. Rachni are basically like aliens. The alien the humans aliens. are actually like aliens. xenomorph aliens, hmm. except they look more like bugs, which is weird because xenomorphs are also called bugs. And they even have like a, uh, a quake mod called like Bug Hunt <laughs> that is alien based. Anyways, yeah. um, so you come to find out um, that there is a queen, the last queen. Now, the Rachni have supposed or supposed to have been exterminated a long, long, long time ago, like centuries ago. Come to find out this place has Rachni. In a Rachni queen. Um, basically, you face off against uh, Matriarch Benezia. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens in there. I'm not going to spoil that part. Um, and you face off against Matriarch Benezia, kill her, and you find out that she has been manipulated by someone and something. And she's like, it's not Saren. Saren's not capable of doing that. Come to find out, like I said before, Sovereign is a Reaper. Reapers have this weird ability 
to control people. And once you're outside of their influence, it's like you can start to kind of come back to your own senses, but you have like horrible side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, that's that's one of the things that happens. The the Rachni Queen, you can choose to save or kill her. If you save her, she comes back in uh, Mass Effect 3. If you choose to kill her, there's a whole new queen. Hmm. I'll explain that later. Anyways, um, so on to... F- I'm trying to remember because I think you have to go back to the Citadel at that point. Because from there, I remember doing a lot of side quests. Um, what is the name of that planet? I don't think I noted that one down at all. No, I didn't. Oh, I did, actually. It is called Vermeer. All right, the next planet you go to is Vermeer. And this, I'm, all, I'm only like doing like um, bullet point min, min, or, uh, missions. Basically, the, the main missions are the ones I'm mentioning because there's lots of stuff. There's lots of side quests and stuff that are interesting and fun, but I leave that up to you to discover yourself. Um, like I didn't mention what goes on on Earth's moon. Wink, wink. Anyways, um, so Vermeer uh, is actually a, or uh, Saren has established a base that has Geth and has a Krogan breeding program. Now, one of the things I haven't mentioned and haven't touched on because it's a needlessly complicated is the genophage, which is a disease that is infested, has been given to the Krogan, all Krogans at birth, and is genetic that they only produce viable offspring in one every, I think, million, but they procreate so fast that they still exist out in the, like, greater Milky Way. It's just, it's so, or it's like they they procreate, like, so slowly now that it's like Mm. there's not that many of them. Because it was feared that it's like they procreate so fast that they'll overtake the Milky Way. And it's kind of got to the point where a lot of them are becoming a little more civilized because they realize that the reason we um, the reason we were given this disease is because we were mindless brutes that kind of just destroyed everything and did nothing but go to war. And Rex is kind of one of the the exception to the rule in a sense that he's he's actually a diplomat amongst Krogan, which is very very rare. Hmm. He's still like brutish and and mean sometimes. But he also proves that it's like he's intelligent and he's capable of being reasoned with. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Vermeer is the planet where you can either help or lose Rex as a character. Vermeer is actually a huge, like, point in the game. It's like two-thirds of the way through the game, but is where, like, you definitely lose one of your human people. Like, at full stop. And you potentially lose a couple of other people. So Rex is being one of them. Uh, what happens is basically uh, he hears that it's like they have a Krogan breeding program and somehow they've they've uh, stopped the genophage. <clears throat> Get your microphone. Shut up. <laughs> uh, you're so, fired. Do what? Said you're fired. You can't fire me. I'm the CEO. <laughs> do podcasts have CEOs? Yeah, kind of. Anyways. The founder. Yeah, good job. Can't shut it up now. No, I was gonna say it's gonna play. I was gonna oh. say, am I gonna have to tape you guys' hands to the your armrests? No. And going. Anyways. Um, Did you just snort? No. <laughs> not like you. Anyways. Um, so uh, basically, if you reason with him, if you do Paragon or Renegade, the Renegade options, you basically you can reason him down to the point where he's like, okay, I see your point. 
it's he's obviously doing it. He's not doing he's not breeding intelligent Krogan that can potentially do stuff. They're basically made to be slaves. They're made to be mindless hmm. and follow orders. Yeah. Um which may not be a bad thing, but it is really honestly, it's a bad thing cuz uh Krogan are brutish and hard to kill. They're known to be hard to kill. Hmm. So, uh, you keep or lose Rex depending. Go in and you assault this base. Well, basically, come to find out there's already a team of Salarians, which Salarians are another race that is in Mass Effect that are kind of amphibian-like. They're long amphibian things that have little hooky horn things that were... Originally, they were designed based off of the uh, the short greys, if you know what greys are. They're the gray aliens, the old school, like, big-headed aliens with the long spindly... The, they were designed based off of that. So, um, anyways. Okay. Vermeer, basically, you assault on Vermeer. Basically, you the one way because basically resources are so sparse at that point. Basically, you can kind of like, I think they disassemble one of the tanks that's there and they make a nuclear device. And basically, your the thing you do is go. Well, we're gonna drop a nuke right in the middle of the place and uh, nuke it, and then we're gonna run out. All said and done, you go through the thing. They're, they've got Krogan breeding program. They've got they're making or they're examining. Oh, no, they're making husks, um, which is bad, because they're turning unwilling people into robot zombies, basically. Um, and they've also got prisoners, like captured prisoners, which is really strange, um, basically, that are that were trying to rebel against Saren before he uh, started going nutsy cuckoo. Um, so, all said and done, you drop a nuke, and you have to lose... Basically, uh, the way things are is it gets to the point where you have to choose between one or the other. So it's, I'm not going to say it's specifically this way, but the way it ended up in my game is Ashley was setting up the, the nuke and Caden was part of the, uh, the distraction team. Cause there's the shepherd is in the infiltration team and the other person is in the distraction team. The other person you pick, cause you pick either one or the other to be in the distraction team and the other one sets up the device. So you have to basically choose one to die and one to survive. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they that carries through to the third game as well. That's why this this really gives you like the the impact of this will this consequence will carry through till the last game. So in other words, like on the second game, if I killed off Ashley when I started the third game, I wouldn't have Ashley anymore, or vice versa. Yep, she wouldn't be in the game. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, so since we're on that topic, so I guess. So it carries over. How does how exactly does it carry over? Does it remember your save data? Yep. Okay. Exactly okay. that. Uh, so the, um, also, if you lose Rex, you don't have him. Obviously, you don't have him in Mass Effect Two and Three. Hmm. Granted, I don't think you run into him in Two. No, I don't. So, like, if you lose, him or no, yeah, you do. Like, is there a way to not lose him in one so you have him in two? Rex. Yeah. Yeah, you can do the Paragon or Renegade option, which is basically you reason him down. Okay. If you don't do, or if you don't reason with him, he's going to basically like fire on you, miss, and then either you kill him or one of your squad mates kill him. Gotcha. So oh, if okay. if you don't reason that. him down, someone dies. Oh, he does yeah. die. Um, anyways, so uh, Vermeyer gets nuked. Um, someone dies, someone out of the team. Uh, I usually pick Caden because yes, he's a biotic, but throughout the game, you get very much more powerful biotics 
Hmm. Like Rex is technically a biotic as well because he's a uh, what is it called a Krogan Warmaster or something? I forget. But he he has biotic abilities. Liara is a pure biotic, which means she doesn't have soldier ability or she doesn't have like stuff that just makes her innately powerful with guns. But she has powerful biotic abilities. Hmm. Um, where Ashley is a pure combat, so she has all of her stuff built into like she can get more effective. Uh, Wearing certain types of armor will be more effective, or certain weapons will be more effective for her. She'll get abilities like that. So in other words, don't kill her off. I mean, you can kill whoever you want off. Uh, Caden is a mixture of combat and biotic. But honestly, it's like he's not, he doesn't excel in a particular amount that makes me want to, or made me want to keep him as a character. So I was like, I'll just keep Ashley. Even though I usually pick soldier. So I'm pure combat. Hmm. Granted, I don't usually pick, I usually pick two squad mates and Keep them throughout the whole game. Yeah. As soon as I get them. Hmm. I'll say that. Because you don't unlock everybody right away. Hmm. You you encounter them. Kind of like you would in a uh, Final Fantasy game. Because it is an RPG game. Anyways. Um, blah, 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 Vermeer. Once that happens, uh, you like immediately kind of have like a moment where you grieve. And it's like, oh, well, poop. Stuff, bad stuff happened. Let me see if I have anything much after that. In... Nope. No, I don't. Um, so then you get... You go back to the Citadel. And... You tell them it's like he was doing now. Now you have like all this like mountain of evidence like he has been doing bad stuff. And it's like this is what he's doing. And so they're like, all right, we're going to go after him. And you know how they do that? Hmm. We're going to set up blockades at all the mass relays. What? So if he's jumping between like star or uh, solar systems, they'll find him. Hmm. But if he's staying where he's at. And one of the things that he's already like that you find out throughout the game is he's using what is called the Mu Relay, like MU Relay, um, which is somewhere in the immediate vicinity of the Citadel. Yeah. And some bad stuff is like they're, uh, well, basically the Citadel is like, eh, it's nothing. It's a joke. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, come to find out that if we, uh, when you play through the game on the Presidium, which is that big ring, Mm-hmm. Big ring in the center of the citadel. Uh, there's a mass relay that looks like a statue. It's not a statue. That's actually a mass relay. <laughs> so it connects. Um, I forget what the name of the planet. I think it's. Uh, I'm just going to leave it a mystery because I cannot remember for the life of me right now. And I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible. So uh, basically you go to this planet that is got the final beacon or no, it's got this mass relay. And basically um, Sovereign is pushing uh I almost said Garrus <laughs> is pushing Saren to the point where it's like, get through this relay and activate this relay so we can open up or open up the Citadel because that relay can connect to the one in dark space. So all the other Reapers in dark space, which, by the way, there are crap tons of Reapers, uh, can come through and just immediately start assaulting the uh, Milky Way Gal- or the Milky Way races. So what happens is you go through all this stuff, come to find out the planet you're on is actually was a Prothean planet that they had a bunch of um, stasis capsules because they wanted to try to like, well, we can't beat them technology wise. They're just destroying us. Let's seal ourselves away. Maybe we can like come out several hundred years later and we'll be fine. Didn't work. Hmm. But they did leave something behind. They left AIs or not AIs, VIs. So they have one called... I'm, I'm so bad at remembering the name of these things because it's like Virtuous or something. Vigilance! Uh, the VI's name is Vigilance and um, 
basically it's sitting sitting here and it's its job is to lay dormant and wait for someone not not like corrupted by like technology and basically because mm-hmm. the reapers throughout there like the one one of the ways they connect you to them more is they like start implanting you with technology and stuff and it's like it gets to the point where it's like you saw like Saren in the the cutscenes and stuff he's got like tubes and stuff and his eyes are glowy and mm-hmm. yeah that's that's like implant or robotic implants and stuff that make makes him stronger and more cool but it makes him more easily controlled by the reapers so um Come to find out, he is... Vigilance basically goes, well, you're not, like, infused with technology. You're just a human, or you're just a thing. So, basically, he divulges the thing that that mass relay on that planet connects directly back to this, or uh, back to the Citadel. No, not... Yeah, the Citadel. And that it can be activated to uh, let the Reapers through dark space, uh, which is bad. So, what happens is it gets activated... And uh, in order to activate it, you actually have to be at the controls of the Citadel itself, which, Mm. by the way, is a thing. It has controls. Um, So you go through or you fight your way through all these the Geth army and basically have to get there in time. You get there and shoot the Mako through a um, through the mass relay into the Presidium of the, the thing. So you drive a tank into the, uh, the, the Citadel, which you would think it's like, well, this is strange. Well, in the process, it destroys a tank and you end up having to, uh, fight your way through a, a variable horde of, um, Geth and Krogan. Hmm. And it's difficult because now Saren is at the helm. Like, they have control of the Citadel, and they have, like, all the guns are now trained on you. And it's like, you have to fight through everything. On top of that, what is his name? Sovereign. I keep... God, I'm having to jump from name to name, and it's like, ah, brain is not working that fast. Uh, So Sovereign is basically assaulting the Citadel as well, and uh, is assaulting the... Uh, all the ships that were around, because all the, all the docks basically purged of all their ships, and they're like, okay, we need to fight this thing now. So basically, there was a call to arms and all the ships that were docked and everybody there, and they're not doing crap to this thing. Hmm. Mm. Like, it's destroying people. Like, destroying whole, like, armadas of ships. So, basically, you get to the, the thing of the ship and basically knock Saren out of the thing, keep keep him from getting control, and, you, like, Shepard gets control. And it's like, yes, I have control! Then you have the showdown with Saren, you fight, die, he dies, blah, blah, blah. And during that whole thing, um, or he dies, you kill, end up killing him. And then Sovereign goes, I'm taking complete control. And basically all his like flesh, what, what was flesh is gone. And he's just this like Turian skeleton with like tubes and wires and stuff. And you have to fight him like that. And that's, that's really fun. Um, at that point, he can't be reasoned with. He can't be talked to. He, his brain is gone. He is no longer, like, sentient. He is just a... The Reaper has complete control. Um, so, at that point, it's like the the Alliance is like... So, the Alliance is basically like, we can come through! We can save help save the day! But you... It's like, they tell you, it's like, they're going to suffer a lot of casualties if you do. The Alliance is going to suffer a crap ton of casualties, but we can save the Citadel Council. Because the Citadel Council are on a ship called the Destiny's Ascension. And basically, it's like, we can come through. If we do, we can save them. If not, and you tell us to hold off, we can still save the day, and there will be much less casualties, but the Citadel Council's going to die. Mm-hmm. So, yet again, another choice that it's like will impact your game. 
there's lots of stuff that's like it becomes more apparent throughout the game that's like these things will have more of an impact throughout um then uh i chose to save the destiny ascension lose a lot of humans in the process because basically what's good without some sacrifice that's needed to make even though it's not you that's sacrificing the lives it's the people that are uh chose to be in the military right so basically i said sacrifice it we have to show we're dedicated we have basically humans have to prove they're dedicated so we can finally get a person on the the council and uh so that that basically has the uh reveals to you that there's there's there are in things that impact your game throughout the next game and so on and so forth um and uh lo and behold at the end you are basically given the choice after everything's cleared <laughs> i say cleared there's still like debris from like ships and stuff like on the citadel itself um but basically the the council comes to you or what's left of the council if there is or in fact a council i saved them so they're they come to you and go so based off of your your dedicate or the alliance's dedication to the the greater good of the the milky way as a whole we are going to put a human on the council who is it going to be so basically what they give you the choice is so they give you the choice it's either ambassador Houdina, who is the politician who's the guy who's basically been helping you behind the scenes kind of as a politician in uh up to this point or anderson i don't know about you but anderson was a lifetime soldier who is much less corruptible and who always had the greater good at heart i picked anderson that's my choice. Other people picked Udina. Eh, that was me. So I'm going to pause here. So we're going to call it there. Um, hopefully next week I'll be a little bit more prepared than I was this week. Because um, uh, accidents and uh, sickness and... Uh, traffic. Yeah, traffic. That happened. Because yeah. I was going to say you had to drive through it to get here. And then eh, technically I put up with it, Or I was putting up with it earlier today because it's just rainy outside today. Yeah. Oh yeah, and weather swim. makes you want to sleep. <laughs> I had to swim halfway here. There was water, like coming back from my house. There was water on the road. Well, I was gonna say, uh, if anybody has any ideas or any topics they or any questions or any topics they would like us to discuss on the podcast, please email us at teamvortexpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Go fund me for the arcade. I believe is still open. Yes. Yes. I'm just going to say yes, because I'm almost certain it is. Uh, Patreon. We are slowly but surely getting our stuff organized to get the Patreon back under control. Um, We apologize for the stuff, but we would like to thank Les, and I don't know if Peter Norcross is still there, but we'll give him a shout-out anyways. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Haley, for giving us soap and making a Team Vortex soap. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to call it that. Uh, also, thank you to Frank Adams for uh, pitching the concept of etchable cups, coffee cups. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, hopefully before too long, uh, I, me and Dan have been working on a project. Yep, that just happened. <laughs> I've been working on with Dan on something to make baseball jerseys because um, I actually wanted to do... I was looking at gamer jerseys, and gamer jerseys are ridiculously expensive, so I thought I was like, eh, let's do baseball jerseys. I like baseball. For, like, the Vortex or for the podcast or both? Both. Okay. Cool. 
So, uh, we wanted to say thanks to Dunbee for making the music for the podcast and so forth. Dunbee! As well as... Or, oh, and I also wanted to... Uh, as well as... Excuse me. Um, And I also wanted to say, please join our Discord for the arcade. The Vortex Hangout. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, or not podcast. <laughs> Vortex Arcade Hangout. Is that it? Yeah. Or something like that. Vor- Vortex Hangout. Something like that. Anyways. Um, and join the league. Um, we, well, this league is almost over. Yeah, this yep. league is almost over, but by the time this is... Actually, this will be out by this Sunday. Uh, yep, so uh, they are. We, we are wrapping up on week eight. Uh, we do have some people that have to make up their scores due to... Uh, Kat is included, uh, and Josh, because they were sick. Um, you don't so. have to point out who. We just said yeah. some people need to make up scores, but... Yeah. Um, the but, this one will be coming to an end before too long, and hopefully there will be one not too long afterwards. Yep, it probably won't be it. But the Discord is Vortex Arcade Hangout. Yeah, and you get to see all the ridiculous pre-game pictures that we take of us going, or I take of us going into the podcast. Yeah, if no one knew about that already. Or you you want to chat about consoles or PCs, pinball, arcades, whatever. We Gaming, got, high scores, so on and so forth. So on and so forth. Right we got about Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong <laughs> in general. Uh, we got sections all on the team, Vorte- on the uh, Vortex Arcade Hangout. Yeah. So please, please, please join the Discord if possible. So, I wanted to do something real quick like real quick like nothing with you shut up <laughs> the new the new game is to see how many times he tells me to shut up in the podcast i'm gonna mute your mic that way you can't say anything oh yeah i could talk really loud and get picked up on yours i will turn my mic down <laughs> all right <clears throat> i know how to mute the mute button uh, <clears throat> um Unfortunately, I can't go into the individual states, but I know we have listeners in California, Alabama, Arkansas, New York, uh, Kansas, I believe. I forget. Um, Not limited to those, as well as other countries, including and not limited to Germany, Ireland, Chile, Indonesia, Kuwait, and Canada. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know that was going to resonate that much. <laughs> Shut up. No, not that. Me slamming my phone on the table. Thank you, guys. Eh, or thank everybody. Thank every. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, wherever you are in the, this wide world of ours. Oh, and another thing, too. Before I forget, if you can, whatever platform you're listening to this on, give us a like and or a comment or rate us highly, please. I want to see what that if that will push us further into more noticeability. Because right now, we've got the, the log of episodes. Now I just want us to get the re- or get more exposure. So, um, wherever you are in this wide world of ours, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for coming and visiting. Uh, you guys have anything you want to say? Bye! Bye!